Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is my mantra. I'm turning my pain into art. Do not let the physical results and where you're at be that roadblock in your mind to where you are heading. Every single one of us have our own story. Like you, my job, the projects I was working on was my identity. So the first thing I did is, who am I? Who's Lillian? So ask yourself, who are you? You know, if, and then here's a very powerful question. If today is your last day, who do you want to be remembered as? I will tell you when I thought about that question, I don't want to be I, my last day. I don't want to be that person that's answering the emails and scheduling that call and getting into that meeting and closing that deal. No, you know, so, so now I start to think, okay, who's my legacy? What's my legacy? What am I building every single day? Like, what is my purpose? What is that one thing I could be doing for the rest of my life and just be happy? So those are the questions that I start to think. And for me, it really came down to, I want to help people. You know, remember earlier I said that I'm turning my pain into art. I realized that when I was in pain, it took me years to work on myself to be able to talk about it. But to work on it and to step out the shadows and say, hey, I'm not going to be that little girl, you know, and constantly working on my childhood wound, the was it the the little child, the inner child in us, right? That's what I was working on. I acknowledge it, but I started to working on the grown-up Lillian. And I realized when I was working on the past, working on the problem, that's the more I saw because I was giving it so much energy, but I can't change that. I have the awareness, but where am I heading towards? Now that was a shift. But here's what I've learned. Failing is just an experience. It is not an identity. And I don't know any human being that is successful that did not make a mistake and did not fail. It's still a part of the process. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire Inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best.
best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Our guest today, her name is Lillian Victoria. She's a high-performance coach with over 15 years of entertainment experience. She's a certified Proctor Gallagher Institute consultant, and she helps entrepreneurs around the world to see a clear path to their goals in life. She turned their ideas into realities and maximized their revenue potential by activating their human potential and set a secure foundation to live a happy, healthy, and prosperous lifestyle with a step-by-step proven blueprint to create their paradigm shift. I had an amazing time with Lillian. She is a breath of fresh air. She is just a positive ball of energy. And I was able to really have a really meaningful discussion with her about life and what it takes to shift our paradigm, to shift our paradigm and move to the next level of our lives. I hope that you will take back a lot of golden nuggets like I did from our conversation and use it to apply to your own life as well. So let's jump right in. We have a special guest in today. Her name is Lillian Victoria. How are you doing, Lillian? Hi, thank you for having me. You are most welcome. Where are you living at now? Los Angeles, California. How is it, <laughs> how, how is it there? How is the weather? I know it's, it's, it gets, it's very warm there. It's usually very warm, but I must say this past two weeks has been pretty crazy. It's like hot, summer hot, cold, and then it held. It made news and it's hot again. (laughs) Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. So we're going to jump right in to um, this episode. I know you have a lot of juicy stories to show, um, to tell us and, you know, cannot wait for our listeners to hear your wisdom and everything that you've been through and how you're applying that to your life right now and helping your you know, your, your clients to really evolve and, and become the best version of themselves. So I know that at the age of 35, you lost everything and, you know, you lost your marriage and your career and you didn't know who you were. You kind of lost, you didn't have an identity. You were identifying with you, with the external things that you thought were yourself. So tell us about that. How did you dig your way out of that? Yeah. So, you know, back to you were saying at 35, you know, I, I fell into my depression. I lost everything. Cause you know, you think for me, when I was raised, you think you go to school, you get a degree, you get married, you buy a house. So I call it that resume life. And then you think that's it. This is life. Right. So the moment when I lost everything, I was like, oh my gosh, who am I? Who am I? Because obviously everything I was doing wasn't working. And then to take a layer even back, you know, even though I was living that life, but I wasn't fulfilled. I was living a life where I thought I had to do this. I thought, you know, this is what society told me. But what, what I did realize with all that belief was not my own. It was someone else's that was projected on me. And was I really happy? Right? Like I had a belief where, um, how I was brought up, you know, from the culture and the area I'm in and all that is like, you got to, you should get married by 30 after 30, you're old. Right. A lot of p- people believe that. So what happened? I it was 29. I got engaged because it was the right time. Was it the right person? No, probably not. That's why we're not together anymore, but very amicable. You know, we're amazing co-parents, 
But that's when I looked at myself. I'm like, I lost everything. And here's the thing. It is very easy to blame outside. It is Mm. easy to blame the world, the people, the marriage, the business partners. But really what healed me was when I started to look at myself. Mm. And trust me, I did not want to look at myself because it was very hard. But also it's very humbling. That's when I started to see, oh my gosh, I have eagles. And those eagles are killing me. Mm. and then really look at who am I right and a little bit background too you know when I started my journey as everyone when we get into this self-discovery like who am I who is my soul what is my purpose on this planet and the universe it can't be going to a 95 job you know pleasing other people that's not life So the question is, what is that? You know, and I realized, you know, everything, all the pattern, the thought patterns, the habits, the results that had came to that point was all reflection when I was a kid and I didn't have the awareness. That makes sense. Yeah. I didn't have awareness. I'm on autopilot subconscious. I'm just going, you know, um, I was raised by a single mom with two kids right? My dad and my mom split at a very young age and we were on government support. We lived in a motel for a while and I've experienced childhood sexual abuse very young age that I didn't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And that what I found and what I've learned is that took away my voice. Yeah. It made me feel like I was a nobody. So that's what when everyone's opinion come, guess what? I take it. I'm so scared for them to not accept me because that's one thing that I was looking at, yeah. looking for just the acceptance, right? I couldn't look at myself in the mirror, even though I was an executive that was doing well and outside everyone's like, wow, you're so successful. But the inside, I did not believe it. And that's why when I lost everything, it was tough. I was in depression. I checked myself into the outpatient program. I had mental health issues, meaning I I had suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. right? And then there was that moment I made a decision when I lost everything. I have a son and I looked at him and I said, I am not my mother. You know, my mother loved me the best that she could. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would always love her for that, but I am not going to put my son through what I went through. Mm -hmm. And I made a very strong decision. It's either I'm going to die or I'm going to live. And not only that, I'm going to live, I'm going to rise even higher. And that's what I did. So Looking back now, I'm grateful for losing it all because if I haven't, I would be on autopilot. I would be still going to my job, looking for a job, worried about my health insurance, you know, and the mortgage, and then just to keep up this image. I'm a, I have a happy family image when things inside needed a lot of work and it was not healthy. And then I was not me. And here's another thing that I I just, I have to share that is so powerful. When you are you, you are free. You know, I used to be in relationship. This is like all areas, not just marriage, uh, work. I always felt like I was walking on eggshells because I was so careful of what other people think of me and trying to be somebody I am not just to fit in the situation. The blessing was when you lose, when you lose everything, and you don't have a place to go. Now I'm forced at that time, I was forced to really, you know, make a decision. And then I had that desire 
and I took a close look at myself and I became me. Like the me of who I am, the me that with the spirit and the universe, how I'm connected with and truly experiencing the unapologetically me. Mm. And I say this with all my heart, because when you are you, the people that were looking for you could finally find you. Mm. I like that. Yeah. What a beautiful story. I like that. In so many ways, our stories are so similar. Because, you know, like you, I was told to go to college, get a college degree, find a good job and, you know, climb the corporate ladder, take vacations once or twice a year, retire and then die. I literally thought that was the blueprint for life and get married at a certain age. I I thought that was life. And when that was taken away from me because I got laid off. I didn't know who I was either because I was tying my worth to external events, to my job, to my college degrees, to the, you know, just to everything that was not me. And when that was taken away, it also forced me to go within. And I really honestly believe, Lillian, that everything, and correct me, you know, you, you can agree or not agree, but I really believe that everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I believe that you were meant to go down this path of um, self-discovery. Well, not well. Yeah, you were meant to 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 be at the job that you were. You were meant to go through that phase phase of your life so you can, you know, have that human experience because everything is a human experience. So you can have that human experience and you can look back and say, wow, you know, look where I'm coming from. I really appreciate the, the, um, the, the, the misery that I was in to appreciate in life right now, where I truly know who I am. I truly understand that I have a soul that came here for expansion. A soul that came here for a purpose, because I do believe that we all have a purpose. And when we're not living in that purpose, that's when we face misery and, and suicidal attempts and, you know, diseases and, aches and pains and just all those things of life that does not feel good because we're living outside of our soul and we weren't taught to and not to play the blame game but truthfully we weren't the system is not set up in a way that encourages us to go within and that teaches us that we have a soul that teaches us that you know we don't need external things to be happy it, we were taught that this is just how life is and this is what you need to do to be happy, to look outside of ourselves. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing today, looking outside of themselves for happiness, not realizing that it, you can it's never, yes, like you can, there isn't enough money that you can make that can bring you happiness. It just I doesn't work that way. A hundred percent agree. And that's, and I agree with you. That's why I'm so grateful for everything that's happened. Yes, going through it was the most painful experience ever. But if I haven't go through that, this is what I like to say it. This is my mantra. I'm turning my pain into art. I like that. That that was the transition. And every single one of us have our own story, right? And you're, you're right. We're exactly where we need to be. All the experience was was divinely created. And we are here talking about this yes. for a reason as well. And I can't agree with you more, you know, um, 
school only teaches us memory, really, if you look at it, right? Calculus, uh, biology, all these. And I'm not saying these are not good information. These are great information. It's just that one thing they keep teaching you is using memory for a quiz. Yeah. I don't know about you all, but I know me when I was in school, I would take a quiz and I forget about it. I don't even remember <laughs> anything right now about what I did in school. I got all A's, I magna cum laude, but I crammed everything in because I was like, okay, so I got to get an A. I got it. I was, it was all about A's, 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 because I believe that if I get an A, then I would be important then I would be looked upon as someone who's smart and someone who's, wow, you know, she's just so intelligent, totally losing sight of who the hell I was. Nothing, there is nothing in the world that can replace that knowledge of self. Nothing. You're a hundred percent right. This is so good. Um, If you look at the test grades, right, you're really what it is, is school that grade is judging you based on your performance during that time you you think about it right so that's why my son you know I teach him one day he came home and he was really upset it's like I'm not doing good I was like why because he didn't memorize a poem and he didn't get a great grade he's first grader he's seven years old (laughs) oh he's the same age as my son oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) I taught him I was like the grades don't matter Okay, that's just your performance during that time. Now, are you going to stay there? He's like, no. I was like, then let's keep practicing, right? There's nothing wrong with keep practicing. You know, that's how you autocorrect. That's how you get better, right? And, and then keep the spirit there, right? I mean, yes, 100%. It's when I think about it, I homeschool my son because he gets bored easily. Mm-hmm. And when, when, you, when you really, my heart goes out to a lot of, children and adults because when you really think about it if you're not doing something that that brings you alive that that sparks that fire inside of you that is your that you're passionate about then you're going to feel disconnected and just going through the the motions of it like your son he is caught up with the grade because he was taught that this is, you know, getting a good grade is what makes you smart, but he probably don't even like what he's doing. Do, do, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, when you totally. think about it, these kids, I know in the Jamaican culture, I'm Jamaican. It's all about classism. How much money you make in the bank, how much money you have in the bank, how big is, is your house? How is your children doing at school? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I was raised believing that if I just do good in school, then I, I will, you know, people will respect me. I will be looked upon as being important and, and life is good. And we weren't taught to really find what makes our heart and soul comes alive. So there's a lot of kids in school right now who's bored out of their damn mind because this is not what they, their soul came to do. And the same thing goes with adults as well. Their, their jobs and they're bored. I was, when I was in the corporate world, I couldn't wait for Fridays to get here. I hated Mondays because I was bored out of my mind doing something that I had zero freaking connection with, but I was doing it because I was told this is the way you go to college, you get in a good job, you climb up, climb the ladder, but yet was very empty inside. So I, I really believe that until one is awakened like yourself and realize that there is nothing outside of me that can fill that emptiness that I'm feeling. 
There's nothing outside of me. There's no one that can do that. There's nothing that can do it. I have to go in that self-discovery and, um, you know, and know thyself. So my, my next question is like, how have you evolved as a person in the sense that you have woken up and now you're, you, you know, you realize that you got some shit you need to clean up. You have beliefs that are not serving you. (laughs) You have paradigms (laughs) that you need to, you know, you need to change and healing i'm healing right now i believe healing is forever because there's always some crap that we we are finding out that we need to get out how does that help you to evolve as a person what what was it going through that journey of healing oh my gosh this is such a powerful question paradigm shifts that's what i help people with now is to create their paradigm shift and i made that so the first thing everything that we said earlier that was how i was living like you, my job, the projects I was working on was my identity. So the first thing I did is, who am I? Who's Lillian? So ask yourself, who are you? You know, if, and then here's a very powerful question. If today is your last day, who do you want to be remembered as? Mm-hmm. I will tell you when I thought about that question, I don't want to be I, my last day. I don't want to be that person that's answering the emails and scheduling that <laughs> call and getting into that meeting and closing that deal. And drinking, <laughs> right? And drinking coffee <laughs> to stay up, right? Yeah, like that's not what I remember, right? Like, no, you know. So, so now I start to think, okay, who's my legacy? What's my legacy? What am I building every single day? Like, what is my purpose? You know, the the one thing that's very fortunate is I have worked on projects in the past or have experience in the past without the awareness where I'm very inspired and I'll jump out of bed. But that was very far and few. Most of it was like you, you know, don't want to go looking for the weekends. I want to go in the office Monday, right? But then I'm like, what if I could live my life like that every day? So what is that one thing I could be doing for the rest of my life and just be happy? So those are the questions that I start to think. And for me, it really came down to, I want to help people. You know, remember earlier I said that um, turning my pain into art. Yeah. I realized that when I was in pain, you know, everything that I shared with you guys in front of the podcast, it took me years to work on myself to be able to talk about it. And, but to work on it and to step out the shadows and say, hey, I'm not going to be that little girl you know, and constantly working on my childhood wound, the, was it the, the little child, the inner child in us, right? That's what I was working on. I acknowledge it, but I started to working on the grown up Lillian. Because mm, the like inner that. child is the past. And I realized when I was working on the past, working on the problems, that's the more I saw because I was giving it so much energy, but I can't change that. I have the awareness, but where am I heading towards? Now that was a shift. You sense? just shifted me. Oh, thank you. I'm so yes. glad. That was powerful, Lillian. Yeah. Because recently I've seen some um some patterns that are re- reoccurring, <clears throat> excuse me, that I thought I had gotten rid of. And and then it it put me in this kind of mood where gosh, I gotta go back working on my inner child again. We're inner children. Yeah. because there's different traumas at different ages yeah. and I like how you just said that that's going just going just going back in the past and then I, I believe it can be draining right 
And I like how you say you're focusing right now on your, say that again, grown up on your grown up, the grown up me looking yeah. to where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself? Yeah. What makes you happy? I like that. And yeah. so how do you, how do you, so do you, do you still have that? Do you believe that you still have that inner child within you that is still crying out for help? I guess I'm asking for myself because I believe yeah. I have, you believe. Okay. So, so how, how do paradigm you, shift. yeah. So it's just having that awareness. I'll let you talk. I'll shut up for now. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is such a great conversation. So yeah, it'll come up, you know, the inner child, that's also the part of the paradigm, right? The paradigm, the beliefs all come from the past, right? So what I do is I literally vocalize it out. Like there is a lot of power when you vocalize it, mm. right? To say that's the past, you don't need to come up. And then I turn my energy to where I'm heading towards. So this is all the awareness. And for me, what has shifted is I went from this very self-pity, victimized girl. Yeah. You know, just feel like I'm not good enough and the world has done me wrong. Yeah. You know, like all these negative talks that consume my whole life, right? To that conversation internally has completely changed. And this, this, this is years of working. It did not happen overnight. Don't be hard on yourself. Right. So what happened is that voice started to become distance and it becomes far away. And when it does happen, I just recognize, and I love how you said it, different children. We have experience and trauma in different age. I recognize it. I say, that's the past. Stay in the past. I'm focusing on here. So now I'm having the awareness, but I'm shifting my attention. Whereas before, when the inner child, these feelings, these reactions that will come up, I don't know. Guess what? I feed into it mm. and I'm wasting my time and energy on it. Yeah. And now it's, it, and also another thing too, the people yeah, you surround yourself with, right? Accountability. Accountability is insurance to success. For me, the biggest shift for me is going from lack, poverty, lack to wealth, to prosperity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I live in Los Angeles. I'm sure everywhere is all about this. Like they commercialize it. There's like cafe gratitude. It's everywhere. Why? Right. <laughs> but I never really understand the meaning until I start to internalize and live it, you know, but, and sometimes it, for me, that's why it's such a blessing in disguise. If I did not break I would not be able to align and recognize. It just becomes something that I see in the outside world every day. Yes. It becomes a commodity. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Yes, I like that. I like, I really do love this discussion. It's, it's, it's I believe it's, it's imperative for all of us to go through that um, moment of destruction <laughs> yeah. where our old self is dying or, you know, and, and go through that pain to get to the other side of self-discovery. And yeah. yes, this, this, it's, it's really, it's powerful because there are so many, um, there's a lot of people who are in pain. I mean, you just look at the world, you know, they're in pain and not realizing that we're, we're the ones who are causing the pain to ourselves. It's, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow, but it really is. is yeah. It, it and really, you said something so powerful. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean no, to. No, 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 no. Go ahead. 
But you something so powerful earlier, you know, happiness can't not be bought. It's an inside job, right? I know, you know, a lot of people, they think, okay, once I have the money, I'll be happy. I know people that have the money, all the money in the world. There is no happiness. Relationship and health, right? So what, what is happiness to you? And what does success mean to you? You know, one of the biggest shift in my life was when I first started my journey as like a teenager, fresh out of college, success was the amount of money that I earned. Mm-hmm. Success was getting married, having a good family, mm-hmm. living in a big house, the, the American dream, right? But now I look at success as a progressive realization of a worthy idea. This is from- I like that. Yes, I like that. Like, I like that. And I remember there's one story that really stuck with me and I needed it. And I listened to it all the time when I was at my low. Um, Earl Nightingale in his teaching, he said, you know, there was this very famous restaurateur and this reporter asked him, you know, when did you consider yourself to be successful? He said, Mm -hmm. I knew I was successful when I was sleeping on park benches. Mm, I I had an idea Mm -hmm. and I acted on it. (sighs) That changed that story. It's such a simple story. I'm so glad you, so glad you brought that up again. Cause I remember seeing that story as well. And I read that book a long time ago and you brought this up now just in chills. Like this, I I love it. I love that. I love because we were conditioned to believe that success is, is external is, you know, having lots of money in the bank, a a big house, nice car, plenty of fake friends. Just, we were conditioned to believe that. And, and then to step outside of the box and say, Hey, no, that is not what success is. Success is, is having a, an idea that is going to serve humanity because we're all here to serve in whatever capacity to help each of us rise and have an idea and then working on it in the pursuit of, of you know, making that idea become a dream. That is success. I like that. Yeah. And I like how you said it. I was summer, uh, just added to everything you said, summarize it, like the richness of life. I mean, a lot of people think rich, they just think money, right? There's a book called You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor, who is my personal mentor. Um, he started with the book saying that it's not just the money. And he lists out tons of people, very financially wealthy, right? Committed suicide, went to jail, all this. That, that's not, so the whole point is it's money is important to provide, but we cannot be slaved. Now, prosperity is all areas, right? And I love what you said. It's having this idea to be able to serve. So as you're serving and return, there's an exchange of currency value. And that for us, we're able to provide a life for us, our loved ones, and able to give back. And now you have a healthy cycle. Because when, you know, when I am me and I'm living who I am and building my legacy, I don't get sick anymore. One thing I forgot to mention before when I was an executive and running, like everything looked good on the resume paper. I used to get sick all the time. My, my neck was like a thermostat. I'll turn red. I'll go to doctors. I remember there was one checkup. I went to annual checkup. I thought I was going to die because the, wow. the anxiety and the panic. And the doctor said, Oh, you're perfectly healthy. I was like, come again. 
<laughs> like, are you sure? Because yeah. I feel like I'm gonna die. Yeah. But it's all it's all here. It's yeah. all in the mind. Yeah. Right? But, but when that shifted, now now everything is flowing and money is flowing too. And I'm yeah. not worried about it. You know, yeah. and the most important thing is I'm healthy. My mind is healthier. And like you said, we're always healing and growing. I love to say we're always healing. The paradigm shift is always happening. Yes. And then with growth, it never ends. And with growth, there's always going to be that healing part. Yes. That yes. That's what I'm encountering now. And the sick part is, is because you're not, when you, when I believe that a lot of sicknesses are caused by people not in alignment with their soul, you know, not in alignment with, um, with what their soul came here to do. And you can feel that you can feel it. You can feel when you're not in alignment, you feel off, you feel like you were sick. You feel, you feel miserable, excuse me, which, which leads me to my next question, because I can tell how passionate you are. And I can tell that you are so, you know, emotionally involved in, in evolving and also evolving your clients as well. So you are a much sought after coach. So what are the recurring themes that you see with your clients? Lack, poverty mindset, mm. fear of money. Mm. You know, it took me a long time to really understand and like money mindset. I never understood what that means before. And I hear it, I see it, you know, but after being a student, so I studied under Bob Proctor. So I studied Think and Grow Rich, the science of getting rich, really just understanding what it is. And it's all the belief. And really also understanding why money is so powerful because we're taught that money is important yes. you know if you look at um, humanity we went from the farming age but farming back then was a lifestyle you know mm-hmm. if you had money or not it didn't matter it was a lifestyle you still had food life is simple marriages and voila grandchildren's right and then the industrial age came and guess what? Everyone become a part of a machine. And it was all the money. It was the money to provide. And then we, we had another shift. We went from that, you know, that created the nine to five, the job market, right? And now people believe this is our generation, like my generation for sure. That's when I was taught, that's why I was taught you get a degree, you get a job, and money is going to come from your job, which is not true. You're still being and taught now, today. as we shift today, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I said it, it yeah. is still being taught today. That's what kids are, and you know, being taught. And but yeah. go ahead, this is your time. <laughs> oh no, 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 no! I love it. You, you're true. You're, that's why Rich Dad Poor Dad was so such a popular book because you have two dads teaching the yes. completely different thing. Poor yes. Dad is you get your scholar, get a job. Rich yes. Dad is the. He, I remember he said, Rich had told Robert and he was talking the stories, like the moment I pay you, you fall in that trap. Yeah. Two complete different dynamics, right? Yes, so that 100%. is so true. Yes. It's just okay. about changing the, our mindset and not yeah. looking at money as the God, not looking at money as, as yeah. more important than you, not worshiping it. <laughs> that's what I did. Um, you know, yeah, look at key. it like, yeah. not worshiping it. Not, not, not relying on it to, to feel worthy and deserving and, and to feel like you have arrived and you're important, realizing that there is nothing that can take away from how important we are and how amazing we are. We were born 
freaking gods and goddesses. And I, that took me a while to understand that, you know, I don't need money to make me happy because we were conditioned to believe that once I get to this job, once I get this money in my bank, once I buy this, once I acquire this, then I'll be happy. And there is no such thing. <laughs> the time is now. I, I always challenge um, the people that's listening, my clients, when I'm at speaking engagements, as I make a decision with what you have right now, anything is possible, but you got to believe it. And it's, it's that simple. It starts with a thought. And, and before they can believe it, it's, it's, it doesn't come that easy with believing something that we weren't conditioned to believe. Like it doesn't come that easy to believe that you can have, be, or do anything you want, unless you do the damn work. <laughs> right. So paradigms, right. Paradigms. Paradigm is what it's a multitude of beliefs and habits on a thinking. That's why my paradigm and yours is different. It's a human programming. You're on autopilot. So, and I love what you said earlier. It's like change those out. Like the way I see it is the viruses, uh, wow. sowing and reaping. I take out the weeds. I take out the virus one at a time. And I replant, I tender the soil. I replant the seeds with warm heading over and over again. And if you look at the soil, sometimes the weeds still come out. So you keep plucking it, you keep plucking it and you keep replanting until there's no more weeds, but you just keep doing it, right? And, and look at it this way. You know, let's say you're planting strawberries. The strawberries, the result is a strawberry. Oh, it didn't work out. Are you going to keep working on the strawberry or are you going to go back to the seed and the soil to see what did I do wrong? What can I do better? Yeah. Right. So that's where it is. It's, it's taking those little beliefs out one at a time, one at a time. And that's how you start making those shifts. Because before, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this work is I tried before studying and understanding this. I went to church everyone, every single Bible, every religion, every Bible, have faith, have faith. And I'm like, I know, but how? I know. Yes. yes. Because I was stuck in that, what we call the knowing and the doing that conscious mm -hmm. mind. I know what I want. Subconscious mind. I don't believe. And that's where the faith is. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things that you do to, with your clients, you see lack, how do you, how would you um, counsel or coach them to, to break down that paradigm? Like what are some of the steps that you go through? Yeah. So the very first step is I help them crystallize your goal. Mm. Most people don't have a goal. Most people, yeah. right. And then the way we teach goal is you have to have a goal that scares you and excites you jumps you out of bed something you that fires you up yes yeah so there's we, there's three ways to set goal there's an a b and c type goal have you heard of this before no yeah okay so this is this is what we teach so a type goal is something that you've done before so for example if today you drive a lexus and then you want to buy a new lexus but in 2022 so that's that's the a type it's something that you've done so there's not much inspiration there's mm -hmm. no growth a B type goal is some kind of incremental gains. So we see that most in the business. Let me just hit, you know, 30% more this year, right? So you sort of have a little stretch, but you're not getting that aha. Mm. The C type goal is the goal that's a secret sauce that creates your quantum leap. So it has to scare you, it has to excite you, it has to be something that you've never done before. Mm. 
right? I, I have a client when she came out with her C-type goal and listen, everyone takes time. The purpose and vision is not to be rushed because this is real life. Yes, she yes. realized what she wanted to do. She's like, I almost peed in my pants. <laughs> I was like, then that's what you want. Yes, yes, yes. It's like setting an end goal. Yes. Yeah. And now you have the goosebumps. I'm not going to be the first person to say, set big goals, right? Brene Brown says your goal should be so big that you pee and you literally, you pee yes, in your pants. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the first thing I work with them in is to crystallize it. You know, one thing that I hear, we hear a lot and I used to, to say the same thing. I just want financial freedom. So what does that mean? Being homeless is also financial freedom. Yes. yes right? So yes. what does that mean? Like, yes. let's paint your picture. Yes. Right, because Van Gogh, before he paints in the in the frame, he sees it in his mind. And mind in the mind, we operate in mental images. And when we're embodying the 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 spirit, the mind, and the action, it's everything working together using the yeah. imagination, yeah. which comes from our spirit inspirations. Yeah, so that's number I love one. That. Yeah, yeah, that's number one. Because once you know where you're heading, then we know what we're shifting into. You know, we can't be driving with no, we can't be coming up with a strategy and driving with no end goal. It's like, you know, me going to New York, I don't even know the direction. So I'm just driving aimlessly. I'm thinking left, make it right. <laughs> but when I know I'm heading towards, sure, I might, you know, make the wrong turn, but then yeah. guess what? I autocorrect, I get back because I know mm-hmm. I'm heading towards. That's when we make those changes from the belief one after another. And then self-image, it's the person. You know, we, we talked about, the inner child, the past, the changes, right? Success comes, but not by knowledge. So what school taught, right? Um, success comes by the person that you are. That's I love self-confidence. That. I love like that. Faith. So mm. I'm on a high level, that is what I work, work with people at. So the, the stages go from I want to, to I can, to I am. The energy and the vibration goes from convincing to conviction. Embodying, embodying the energy that you want to, to bring forth. I like that, which, which doesn't come easy. It comes with, you know, like you say, having the confidence that it, you can bring this to fruition. I love, I love this. I love this conversation. (laughs) This is awesome. Same here. I'm so glad. Um, Manifestation, right? Thoughts, feelings, and action. You know, before I didn't, before I start to learn and work on my growth, I, we all, if you haven't seen The Secret, it's a great documentary, but yeah. um, The Secret, right? He talked about law of attraction. So I thought, oh, okay, I can just sit here and think all day and then it'll come. Mm-hmm. Boy, was I wrong. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. a secondary law. The first law is law of vibration. Yeah. That's a thinking. Knowing where we're heading and then the belief. And then we start to attract with action action is key. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Taking action, taking those massive inspired actions that are in alignment with your, your end goal. Yeah. And here's another thing too, failing, right? When I lost everything, you know, what really uh, ate me alive the most was I keep saying, I'm such a, I'm such a failure. I'm 35 years old. Mm. I'm a single mom. What I do at that time, I was like, what am I going to do? Go back to school. I'm so old. That was a dialogue, but here's what I've learned. 
failing is just an experience. It is not an identity. I like that. It is yes. not an identity. Yeah. And I don't know any human being that is successful that did not make a mistake and did not fail. And if there, there is go. that person, please let yes. me know who it is. <laughs> I want to study him or her. Yes. So yes. it's it's still a part of the process. Do not let the physical results and where you're at be that roadblock in your mind to where you are heading. Yeah. That's the biggest key here. Yes. Just focus on the feeling that we want to embody um, when that desire becomes true. Yeah. I like this conversation. So what is your vision for 2022 for this year? Oh my gosh. You know, so my big vision, my big vision in my life that scares me and excites me that yeah. I'm doing right now, living in the I am, mm -hmm. is to create positive impact, transformative positive impact to a billion people around the world through coaching and storytelling. I love so thank that. you for having me. Yeah. So I came from entertainment. So I am continuing to create content to create a positive impact for anyone that watches it. And I continue to do the work to work with people that has that desire and that is in harmony, you know, with all the energy that we're talking about right now and witness and exceed and guide them to their quantum leap. I love Paradise. that. So that's, love that's my big vision. <laughs> yes, I love that big vision. And you're well on your way to doing that. Thank you so much, Lillian. This was such an amazing discussion you know, and, and just realizing that it doesn't matter where we're coming from. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It's not where you are, it's where you want to go. And to believe in yourself that it is possible because, you know, we're spiritual beings having a human experience and, and we can have any experiences that we desire because it's already existing in another dimension of ourselves. So thank you so much, Lillian. This was such an amazing discussion. And if our listeners wanted to um, connect with you, how would they, how would they find you? Yeah. So I have my Instagram. It's Lillian Victoria official. I also have a Facebook group, Awesomest Lifestyle Official. If you guys want to come in, I have a community and that's how we can connect. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, 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 so much. Hopefully we can get to do this again. <laughs> This is so great. I'm so glad we connected. Your smile is contagious, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, yeah, we're going to end here. And like I said, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out, and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.